something encouraging. You say you're not supposed to leave elk to find elk. And could that not be any more true in this situation? This podcast is brought to you by Right to Bear. Located in Alpine, California, hit up Trent and Andrew for all your equipment, ammo, and firearm needs. Guys at Right to Bear are the best that San Diego has to offer and can line you up for success at the range or smashing that buck of a lifetime. What is up, guys? This one's pretty cool. It um, This is going to be the 120th. 120 episodes, man. Um, It's pretty crazy because sitting across the way from me right now is a guy that did me and Patrick's 22nd ever episode. Um, Travis with San Diego Muleys. What's up, guys? <laughs> Dude. Cheers, bud. Cheers, yeah. man. It's pretty crazy because as we were sitting here talking before we hit the, the record button, I can't believe this this podcast has been going. 120 episodes. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. pretty crazy. And I have I have three that haven't dropped. So Damn. by the time this is done, I'd probably have more than that. But dude, that's a that's a long lot, dude. That's a lot of episodes. I'm just stoked it worked out to be that cool to where like, hey, that's a I'm I'm coming off for like my that your hundredth show anniversary for me or something. I guess, dude, yeah, I mean, cool it, like that. It really is. I mean, it, that's a lot of uh, it's a lot of episodes in between, but we've always stayed in contact. You know? I think I've listened to all but like four of them, probably. It's a if lot. I, it'd be hard for me to go back and find the own, the ones I didn't listen to, but I, I'm pretty sure I've I've listened to almost every single one. You know what's crazy, man, is when when people find out about the podcast and they check it out, uh-huh. and I end up hearing from them. Like, I've listened to every single episode, and I'm like, man, I cringe. Yeah, I'm like, you listen to those very first ones? Oh like, yeah. I'm like, gosh, dang, man, that's like incredibly cringeworthy for me. That, dude, that was when you guys sucked me in because uh, we were trying to listen. I was waiting to hear if Patrick was ever gonna, ever gonna um, cut his tag. Oh shit! So, well, um, I mean, he he shit sticked that one buck, and that was it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he moved on to bigger and better things. Yeah, you know? now now he's out and being a a cop, yeah. most ungrateful job in the world. Right I know, now, it's which, ins- is, which is terrible. It's insane. But listen. Enough about that, man. Yeah, enough about that. Let's first get this started right now. I just want to say thank you for everything you do for the San Diego hunting community oh, along with the rest Appreciate of them. It. Appreciate it. Here is two extra large t-shirts. Oh, dude, thank San you, Diego man. Millies. Those are bad. One's a, one's a fitted and the other one's kind of the con- the construction tee. Dude, perfect, man. And a couple stickers for your coolers. Oh, dude, those um, are rad. Thank yeah. you. So so I w- I did want to talk about that. I got I got shirts made um uh what was it? Uh, actually Visser's Visser's friend uh, helped me get the logo set up. I told her what I wanted. So every single deer on there is uh, a San Diego deer. And the one in the middle was actually shot in the 1970s. Oh, shit. Um, and then there's some on there. Um, uh, uh, even one has got a nickname, Maverick. Uh, right. 
Um, and then one's a giant forky that I was after last year. One is a big three point that Johnny was chasing somewhere. Like I think it was in PB somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's every single deer on there is based on a deer in San Diego. That's and, so cool, and the girl man. helped me, uh, helped me draw it up. And, um, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was exactly what I wanted. And, and, um, yeah, uh, I had, all, I had like 90 shirts made and then did that shoot up in Julian at the ranch. And I think I, I, I mean, by the time that shoot was done, uh, I think I had like 20 shirts left. Yeah. Well, so. the logo is super sick. It's a, it's a direct reflection of San Diego, man. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, so yeah, I've, I seriously have like 12, 12 or 10 shirts left right now. So I have to make more before I can really start average, pushing them. Yeah. Before I can really uh, release, release more. Well, whatever, I'm sure but. when this episode drops, dude, people are going to hit you up. These shirts are sick. If you haven't, uh, liked and subscribed, I don't know. You like it? Is that what you do on Instagram? You like it? No, that's YouTube. Oh, yeah. No. So, yeah, I they just, subscribe. Uh, it's, or, no, I think it's just follow, follow? or something. I don't know. It's, uh, okay. I'm well, so not a. Uh, yeah, I'm so mind. not an Instagram pro, even though I've been doing this. I know, right? I just looked the other day, and it blew me away that I have, um, I think it's over 1,800 followers. That's a lot. And, um, uh it's pretty cool because I could still I'm see I see people out and they're like, hey, what's up, Trav? Just the other day we're up at the beach surfing for my chick's birthday and the lifeguard came up to me and and um, oh man I, I I forget what his name was but uh, he was like, hey, San Diego Muleys, no shit, like he recognized me and he was like, asked me what tags mm-hmm. I got and then uh, it, it was cool. It, you know um, it's you know it's trippy about that and I don't even know I can't remember if I've talked about this or not but dude I was getting fucking gas. And I've been recognized a handful of times. Dude, I was recognized coming out of the deer woods last year in the dark, dude. Me and Ryan, we were talking. And the guy that was coming out next to us on the trail above us was like, hey, are you Brandon? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah? I mean, it's fucking pitch dark, dude. We're using headlamps to get out, you know? Yeah. And he's like, from from R2R? And I'm like, yeah, man. Oh, you know, whatever. It was crazy. But when I was getting gas, dude just rolled up on me, Mm -hmm. just pumping gas. Not like... You know, not that I'm off put by it or anything, you know, yeah. but it was really weird. I can't, you know, dude. I'm I'm just stoked. That, it's an like, impact no, you put I, on people. I'm stoked. Nobody's throwing rocks at me or whatever. Well, I, I mean, I uh, like, it happened, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know, there because that's my biggest thing is like when I started this page, like I was so nervous about the direction I was going to go and everything, and I, I don't want to blow out spots and I don't want to, I don't want to like overcrowd any areas or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just want to give give uh you know credit to where credit's due and and now it's gotten to a point where i can actually kind of you know criticize where i can criticize a little bit where right like if somebody's doing something uh messed up like you can kind of call them out like i've I've had a lot of conversations with guys through messages saying hey dude like you know that's what like what you're doing that's not the best way to do this or whatever or or you know not not exactly ethical but but um hold on real quick dude like saying that stuff Mm-hmm. Right, you, you really have an impact on people with your page. Yeah. Like when you put yourself out there, and this is what I've had to realize: when when you put yourself out there, you kind of got to do your like due diligence and like what you're gonna say, right? Because mm-hmm. the things yeah. you say travel. It's not like you're in your house with your chick and you're screaming shit down the hallway where it ain't gonna leave your house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. anything you say, it's crazy. There's an impact with it, and and you're I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not saying influencer. But mm-hmm. it's weird because 
you have people follow you, dude. Yeah, people In, influencers you. are all about putting them, themselves on blast. And whereas I'm all, I, I mean, I try. I, even this last year, I've really made an effort to keep myself off the page mm-hmm. and more, more focus on the other people because that's what this page is all yeah. about. It's not about me, right? Um, uh, so th- I, it's, it's. I mean, it's come so far since the first. The first post back in I think it was like 2017 or well, something dude, like that, and then yeah, you you and me both, man. Oh, I, I know, dude. I know <laughs> you and me both. We've come so far, you know. We're kind of on the same journey path yeah. in in a sense of we we started relatively about the same time, and and I've been hit up a couple times saying like, why don't you just do podcasts on your own or just with like you and whoever you got running with you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's not about me. Yeah, it's not about me. It's not about the podcast. It's about everybody that listens to the podcast and like we started this podcast to help people Mm -hmm. it's it's not the brandon show no you know what i mean it's not it's not like oh this is about me dude i'm boring you know (laughs) i i like to conversate and no dude you can talk you 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 got the gift of gab so yeah i'm sure you know (laughs) no you can you can you can like when you've got an educated gift of gab so when you're when you're talking um to somebody like like what was it Bill Gaines mm-hmm. like you know you know enough to be to be absolutely dangerous in a conversation like that where you can get, right. we get out like when we did the bear band yeah. thing yeah like, yeah you know it's like it's like knowing the right things to say like you've you've got that on point so well, that's pretty right I mean essentially you got to be a voice mm-hmm. right you got to be a voice for people that don't have the the platform or the voice themselves right I mean yeah, that's where absolutely. like you come in, you in the bear band you were on board with us all the way man oh dude like yeah. we we jumped on that together. And everybody yep. that had a platform jumped on that. And that was like a uh, prime, um, like that was a prime opportunity for everybody to work together and collaborate. Yeah. And it worked. And what was cool with that was that was the absolute, that, I, I believe that was the absolute birth of how uh, that whole movement. And we'll, yeah. we'll, I, we're going to get into that, that yeah. later. Um, but, but yeah, so we, yeah, we'll stop, we'll stop patting each other on the back. Yeah. And talk well, about let, let's, let's just dive into your page and then we kind of touched on it, but yeah. talk about the inactivity. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's one thing I really wanted to talk about on this was like the last year, um, uh, I've been kind of, kind of staying off of the page a little bit and it's not, not, well, there's two reasons. One is cause you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge, I'm not an influencer. I, I try to post what's relevant and like, right. I've had I've had some guys tell me like oh you need to you need to stay relevant you need to post like at least three times a week and it's like no I, I, that's not my page my page is posting what's relevant to deer hunters mm-hmm. so if nothing happens for three weeks or four weeks or or whatever like you know no signs of forest closures no big fires no none of this we've had a really good year right. haven't haven't had to post anything like you know there uh, right now last year they closed the season down on. I think it was August 31st they closed the national forest. Right. And we're what? We're we're on the 18th right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they could still make that announcement yeah. if that comes up. I'm so nervous about that. I'm watching that, but but we ha- there hasn't been a whole lot this year. Right. When the bear ban was happening, I was my page was active. Uh and even now like I still throw out some of the stuff that Howl does cuz uh, I mean, if if anyone follow, follows my page, they should follow Howl and if yeah. you don't shame on you. Uh, and we'll get into that later. But uh, one of the other th- one of the reasons my, I've been pretty inactive this year is just because uh, my dad had a stroke in uh, on November fourth, and after that he was put into uh, a nursing a skilled nursing facility, and then he was released to me and lived with me for a month and a half, and then had to go back into a skilled nursing facility, and then back with me for like two or three months. 
And then now he's living in a uh, senior assisted living facility right down the street from me. And he's doing good. He's, he's happy. He's chasing the nurses around. He's chasing little old ladies around. You know, he's, he's, um, he's stoked where he's at. And that's good. But for, I mean, it seemed like about seven months, like my whole life just shut down and I was just trying to help my dad and doing it the best I could for my dad. And the page was the furthest thing from my mind, Mm -hmm. which sucked because, the page just seems to be doing better and better every year and getting more and more. So if if I step down, I, you know, could care less. I I want what's best for my family. And and my mom had a stroke two years. So that's also on the, on the screen. And my sister helps out as much as she can with my mom. And I try to take care of my dad and we kind of cross paths with that. Um, uh, so, so that's really affected, uh, my ability to sit there and stare at my phone right and you know because i have to look i'm always looking at national for national forest closures um fires anything to do with deer season like um the amount of tags allocated and and like even uh even this last season when d16 was shut was shut down for so long they gave people back points this year on the draw in D16, there were there were a couple of units where they did that because the unit was closed so long for fire se- because of right. possible fire. Correct. You know, so um, stuff like that. You know, that's that that's the only only stuff that really got out there this year, and, and like still well, we're lucky right now. Knock on wood, I can tell you right now, like damn dude, where I live, yeah, there's thunderheads every night, mm-hmm. every night. And it's gnarly, so much so that I went and I pulled some cameras, and uh, it's kind of in this gully or ravine, you know, mm-hmm. and that whole ravine is just washed out. Oh. Like, it's like almost like flash flooding there on a regular. There's pools of water, and it's wet. It's wet out there, yeah. which is good, obviously. We want the water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy, because dry lightning is like a huge contributor to fires. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. all it's going to take is one dry strike, dude, to f- blast off and blow all of Palomar Mountain off. You know what I and mean? Then, like, and then we're shut and down. And we're done. You yeah. know, because believe me, if a fire popped off right now that was huge, mm-hmm. like where it's like uh, it starts detrimenting the county, mm-hmm. starts spreading countywide. Yeah. yeah, dude, they're going to shut it down for sure. It's it's so dry out there. Yeah. The precedence has already started, man. Like, But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's really weird. It is super dry. I don't know if it's just because it's so east. Like that monsoonal moisture mm-hmm. plus the thunderstorms, you know, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, it's where I was, where I, those cameras were at. It's extremely wet. Like, and it wasn't like I just walked in and, oh, it was raining 15 minutes before. No, dude, like this is happening daily out there, dude. Yeah. It's gnarly. But I mean, I know on some of this closer frontage of the mountains, it's, it's still dry. It's not getting any rain, you know? Yeah. Tom, Tom uh, uh, from Laguna Market, uh, he hits me up all the time, like always asking me like like um if I have any new um clips or 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 little little film of uh mountain lions from my cameras and i'm right. all I always send him the the clips because he always sends them to all his buddies and all that um he always tells me when it's raining up in Laguna and how good they're getting it and then yeah they're they're getting hammered up there meanwhile, like you go ten miles west to alpine and they're they're not getting they're much. not getting anything. Yeah, they're they're pretty dry. They are getting a little bit, but not much. Like the yeah. other day, it actually rained in Santee pretty good. Oh, it did rain in Santee? Yeah, it rained here in Claremont. Oh shit. Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, but we got like one one hundredth of an inch in Claremont. So. Well, I mean that, I could. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're on the flats, <laughs> no, I am, man. I mean, I am like I get we get our moisture from the beach. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I, ocean. I just think it is super dry west of Palomar Mountain. Like if you're oh, yeah. dry, if you're to say Palomar Mountain down to the border mm-hmm. and west, it you're just dry as shit. Yeah, so that's super something dry. we really need to be uh, uh, weary about. Is if they're, I mean, if they're going to close the season. I know I was talking to uh, um, Devin recently, and he was talking about how that the closures are unlawful. And uh, Devin from from uh, he used to be Victory now he's oh okay now he's okay BHA. okay uh, he's talking about how that's unlawful and how I guess that's gonna turn into something if they do another closure okay so that'll be interesting to it'd, see it'd be crazy the you know what really trips me out and and I think that well I know this is real mm-hmm. I don't know about the probability of it like how often it happens mm-hmm. but it really trips me out when I park my rig on the side of a road or at a trailhead. Like if there's bushes around, like when I pull up from driving, like you drive from your house, right? Your truck is hot, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just always reflections off the truck, dude, anything like that. All of that stuff, like, just trips me out, and I always get concerned. <laughs> you might like I there's a spot that I go to and I park on a hill, mm-hmm. and I just throw my truck in neutral and drive like I coast in neutral with my truck off <laughs> till I get on the road and then I fire it up going down the hill because I don't want to blow spark off the side <laughs> of the road dude like I, I mean I know it sounds ridiculous what the hell are you driving a go-kart <laughs> no man I mean, you know what I mean I'm just saying like I know it's improv like the probability of it happening yeah. is very slim yeah. but dude could you imagine if that was you oh you, yeah you, you probably would wouldn't know it was you but you would know you were just in that area yeah Oh, now it's all on fire, and you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. It's Ridge, my we're going to call this fire the Ridge to Ridge. I know, right? I'm just saying, like, it's it's a paranoia of mine for whatever. So I just try to do everything I can to, like, mitigate any of that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. it is what it is. Well, so um, we're talking, as we're getting kind of, as I was talking about Laguna or whatever, um, something I really wanted to chirp about on this podcast. Um, I, you know, I talked to Bruce at the bow shop, and, uh, dude, that guy, you know, he's always got my back. Um, mm-hmm. there, there, there's a lot of companies in, in in San Diego that have had my back since this started, you know, like like Bruce from yeah. the, uh, the Bone Arrow Shop, Willow Creek Archery, Right, uh, right to Bear Arms, um, uh, even, uh, you know, just talking to Tricer and all that. But, yeah. um, um, my God, there, there's just been – there's too many to mention. But um, uh, I talk to Bruce all the time about, like, the – the, what we're what we're thinking for this upcoming season like mm-hmm. is it going to be a good year or whatever and we're talking about the late drop on the fawns up in laguna the the fawns in laguna didn't start dropping till right around the 15th of july now that's six weeks before season opens yeah that's now gnarly. yeah there's a lot of a22 hunters that go up and are hitting uh laguna and um that's that's something that, that if you're listening to this um, and you are an A22 hunter or you know someone who's an A22 hunter, just try to give them a heads up and let them know that um, uh, the fawn drop was was later than usual this year, right. and so the fawns are are still pretty young. And when it come when season opens, if you're up there and you're trying to grab a doe or whatever, just just try to try Be to make sure you're. It. You're doing your due diligence to make sure that that doe doesn't have a fawn on it. Because if you draw, if you tag out on a doe, and it's got a six six week old fawn oh, yeah. following it, mm-hmm. you just you just got two for the you got two tag outs for the price of one. Well, you're going to be sitting there with mama taking care of it, and you're going to mm-hmm. see that fawn. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing is crazy about that is that I think late. I think the late drop, I don't exactly know why. It might have had something to do with the water, the weather, whatever it was. I, I do I do know that these deer rut multiple times. 
In they San Diego, there's there seriously are like four different elevation yeah. ruts. Correct. So like you got you got like the coastal like like Pendleton. Yeah. Where they start rutting I mean like Dude, I swear like, like July. It's like right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you and then you've got the next area up, which is like um kind of like uh Otai. Yeah. And and kind of up towards Ramona or whatever and, and they're kinda they're they're the next cycle and then there's up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um and then you get up to like Laguna and and like you could see it in State Park where yeah. they're they're rutting they're still rutting in December yeah and it, like to have that many different cycles it's hard to tell you know what's going on yeah it's tough and and every like I've had guys there's so many conversations I've had where I'm, where guys tell me oh, are you seeing any rut and I'm like well where do you want to talk about yeah <laughs> like, what, yeah what area what area are we talking about yeah I, um, I'll tell you right now right off the 163 mm-hmm. like. Bucks are gonna start getting smashed. Oh yeah, they cross that freeway and they get smashed like this time of year. Yeah, mid August to mid September, they're getting smashed. That's how always how I've been like, man, deer season's coming in our area because it's like bucks just get smashed on the freeway, mm-hmm. and, and and it's true. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy, and that's what happens. My buddy, he's a marine, and uh, he don't live next to me anymore, but he smashed one driving on the Pendleton on his motorcycle, dude. Yeah, like hauling ass, you know, or whatever, cruising on base and just. Bam! Smacked one. Middle yeah. of August. My chick, when she first moved here from, uh, she's from Tallahassee. Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida. If you've ever been to Florida, you know. If you've never been, don't go. It's, oh. it's the one state in the world, and there's probably more like it, but there's a bug there called a chigger. Ugh. And that chigger, its goal is to get up into your crotch and bite you and make... Did you uh, get him while you were I there? I didn't get him in my crotch. I got some on the arms and the legs, dude. It's miserable. Like they, it's so bad. You're just scratching yourself till you bleed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know why anyone would ever live in Florida. Well, and, and cheap, I'm, no I'm state probably, tax. Someone's gonna throw a rock at me for saying that too. But <laughs> politically aligned, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. You know, so, but needless to say, guys, uh, as far as this um, late fawn drop, do your due diligence. If it's got a young fawn, the the rule of thumb should be this in your head: if it's got spots, man, let mama go. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. Uh, if you if you're if especially if you're tree stand hunting or whatever mm-hmm. if you're up there if you got a doe come in give it a couple minutes before you let one fly yeah the um, older those fawns are the further back they're gonna be too uh, yeah I have a video on my phone I'll show you when we're off this podcast mm-hmm. and I checked it yesterday my cameras yesterday mm-hmm. um it was a I don't know, it was four days ago this doe yeah. came in with two fawns and they yeah. still have they're like starting to lose their spots yeah. So I mean, they're that, still that's, babies, that, dude. but that's good for you because they're starting to lose their spots. Whereas I've got, like, I, I mean, I, I've been in talking to Bruce and, and and myself talking to other guys. I'm I'm consciously reaching out to people who hunt Laguna and asking them, like, "Hey, are you seeing fawns on your cameras and all that?" And there's a lot of guys that were saying no right up until just a couple of weeks ago. And now and, they're seeing and, them. And now they're seeing them, and that's 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 going to be dangerous. For for the A twenty two doe hunter, and hopefully they're they're gonna wait a little bit. You know, hopefully they're hoping to put horns on a buck. You know, on, on their it, tag first. That's crazy that because I remember talking to you a couple weeks ago, and yeah. you were like, "Man, none of our does." I mean, not a couple a couple months. None ago, of the Laguna like, does. Yeah, none yeah. of the Laguna does have fawns, and I was like, "Man, that don't make sense." Yeah, like what? And then you started saying, mm-hmm. "No, they're dropping," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Whoa, that's late." You know, so late. That's like January, December, yeah, that, January, end of January. Yeah. You know, and uh, it trips me out. But when we had Steve Trigoliato on, when we did, 
when I first started the podcast. If you haven't mm-hmm. listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them. Yeah, he was a good podcast. Wealth of knowledge, right? Yeah. He was saying, though, he was saying, like, every area, just because the buck numbers aren't what they should be, that every area, every time these deer go into to cycle, not all of them get bred. Mm-hmm. So the ones that don't get bred, they'll they'll cycle through again yeah. the next month and get bred, or they don't. And that's why you'll get, like, three ruts in an area. Yeah. You know, those does will go in and out of heat. Yep. And they get bred at different times. And you're going to drop the idea, like, I think, mo- and I'm, I'm no biologist. Ideally, like, Mother Nature would want it that all these does drop at the same time. Mm-hmm. It allows, obviously, you're going to have predation on does yeah. or on fawns. But it allows all of those fawns an equal opportunity where it's only a small percentage of them that will get it in the first two, three, three weeks after being born you know then they start getting smart they start using their nose they start listening but when they're straight out the womb man they're babies yeah you know and and so it's it's a you know where predators only have a three-week window to really smash on them Mm -hmm. then right now i mean they'll smash for three months straight because they're dropping at different times they're and they're they're so clever at that age too like where they're um uh you know they know they're they know to lay down if their mom gets up and their mom runs off and they just lay there, and they'll just be as quiet and still yeah. as possible. And like, how, like, I mean, look at us. Like, we have to be nurtured for the first like seventeen years of our lives. Now it's it used to be like five years. Yeah, but now it's like we're you know we're, we're it's pretty bad. We, we don't beat our kids anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the does still beat their their fawns. Like right, they just um, whip on them. Well, I think the the only other option they have is they die. So they figure yeah. it out pretty quick. You know. Yeah, but no, I, dude, you, you, uh, I was talking earlier. I was kind of chirping about how, uh, how my chick, um, is from, from Tallahassee, and she, yeah. what, the first weekend she moved here, she, uh, she was driving down the one sixty three and had a had a buck run right in front of her car. Really? Yeah. And I, I, I still to this day I tell her, I'm like, that's how I, that's how we know we're mm-hmm. we were meant for each other. As soon as you got to San Diego, you saw Muley run right in front of your car. She what was us? Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. Well, Sorry. I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um. Uh. So I I've been getting some questions about the season opener this year that didn't happen. Right. Uh, there there was there was a scheduling conflict with uh, San Diego Archers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we don't. We had talked about me doing the season opener at Balboa again, and. Uh, turned out they had already, they'd already, uh, scheduled another shoot there. Right. And, uh, it was BHA and, uh, I talked to Devin from BHA and, and I just, I, I kind of, when I do the season opener, that's kind of my shebang. I don't like, they were talking about ha- having like a, a, a collaboration or whatever. And I like the season opener is always just going to be me. Right. I said every target. I, um, and you know, Devin, Devin was cool with that. Uh, and I, I just told him like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not super worried about having to shoot as long as you're having to shoot. And so I, I went down and helped set up the shoot because I volunteer at Sandy Archers. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that was why it didn't happen. But, um, but, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to say about that is, uh, if anybody out here, uh, listening is, is, uh, diehard bow hunter, love shooting their bow, uh, the, all these archery clubs, like you got senior archers, and then you've got uh, Bear State, mm-hmm. Bear State bow hunters. Yeah. Uh, for all you guys up in Temecula or, or like Ramona or mm-hmm. up in that area, um, uh, all these clubs run on volunteers. 
Uh, the, you know, nobody's getting paid for anything. The, the money that they make goes into buying targets, goes into buying equipment. It takes so much. San Diego Archers is probably the, the premier, like, they spend the most money. They've got all these t- targets. We're getting ready to, to get, like, another 20 targets, and each one costs $1,000. Right. Um, just to better the range down there. Uh, right. So, so if you ever wanted to volunteer, whatever, when you volunteer, you you get to shoot for free at, at the 3D shoots, mm-hmm. um, which 3D shoots, uh, like it or not, you know, like it, I, I know like there's a there's a couple of uh, uh, personalities in San Diego that you know like Visser, and then there's uh, um, the Ranch and Julian. They uh, they're always posting, you know, doing three D shoots, and I, I've I've had some people reach out to me and say like, you can only watch so many three D, sh- you know, three D shoots on on right. video on yeah. on Instagram or whatever, um, and you know, there th- it's fun because like sometimes you get to hear some some shit talking. Well, I love shit talking at a three D shoot, especially right. you know with all the boys or whatever. Um, I think I think at the one shoot where you guys were all it was it was last year's season opener where you guys all showed up and you were shooting the steel target mm-hmm. and I went live just because you guys were you guys were yeah. on a good one yeah um, well you Brian know, Brian fucking cheated dude oh, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he fucking cheated exactly but um but yeah so if you volunteer you can go do 3D shoots uh for free at whatever organization that you're volunteering yeah. for now it sounds like they've got something going back at at uh lemon grove rod and gun club out mm-hmm. in alpine okay uh um they do have some stuff going on out there i i'm i still haven't wrapped my head around it I've, I've looked and saw that they've got if you're a member at lemon grove rod and gun club you can shoot the course for free it's up 24 7 you your friend can come and shoot it if they're not a member for five bucks right um and then they're going to start having a couple of shoots but their targets are out 24 7 and they're not covering them so that's gonna that's gonna be bad for their targets but they you know i i was trying to reach out to them but i've just been so busy with family and everything right. that i can even just doing balboa is, dude is you, you can only do so much man. yeah I mean, yeah it's like a full-time job for you to do that shit yeah so um but i know that they're they kind of have a better better thing with the volunteers because to be a member of lemon grove you have to volunteer twice a year and they've got a lot of members so mm-hmm. So they can pick from those volunteers that show up and do that. But, like, whereas San Diego Archers, like, there's been days right. where I've gone down and set a 3D shoot with me and one other guy. We've set 28 targets and just barely gotten done in time for the shoot to start. Right. So, if you know, for for anybody who wants to volunteer, like, it, it's worth it. And then especially if you start really volunteering like I do where you go down and you build the deck or you start um, doing all the target work or, or all that shit, then you kind of get, like, a little bit better perks, like where I always get to drive in the bottom gate. Yeah. Um, I always go down there, and then that makes it easier for me to, like, go go around the park, pick up trash, do whatever, and then, um, you know, kind of kind of stuff like that. So the more you volunteer, the, the more perks you get with the club. Right. Which is kind of cool. But um, but uh, I th- now there's the... The other place now, the ranch, the where ranch. I, where I did the shoot up there. Right, so, I've yet to shoot that. So you missed you missed a really fun, really interesting shoot. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike and Chris Cook uh, started the ranch and Julian. They've got their own page. Um, they they're uh, really cool people. They've they've got a really good idea going behind them. Um, their their hearts in the right place. They've got their. I mean, if you're a new hunter uh, and you've never You've never actually harvested an animal. They, right. Like two or three shoots a year, you can go up there 
and you can do a 3D shoot or not. You don't have to. But then also they have a, a, a breakdown, an animal breakdown, where yeah, they, they will do. they will show you how to quarter out. A, a, they'll do it, they'll do it with a goat. They'll, so they'll they'll kill the the goat the night before, and then they'll they'll show you how to break it all down and everything. Really, something that any new hunter should go experience if you yeah. if you've never had to do that because to actually see it is better than watching it on, on on any video and they'll let you get your hands dirty if you want that's awesome um yeah and uh and then they've got some cool stuff i know when when i did the shoot up there with them it was me and them and and visser and it was a pretty pretty big ordeal we ended up with a lot more people than we thought we were gonna get we were, mm-hmm. we were trying to go for 180 people and we ended up with 220 shooters i think well there was, dude um, there was a lot of promotion around it it was a big thing mm-hmm. and there it has a lot to do with the fact that san diego muleys is a staple in archery shoots Which, flat out dude yeah and and all that i mean that, dude, that's rad like i i love hearing that but like to 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 actually get it put in my lap like when i when when i'm putting on a shoot like even uh visser and 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 uh chris cook um they they both uh you know said the same thing like oh travis came up here and set almost every target by himself and all that it's like i i i put i put a lot of pressure on myself to set the best shoot i can now the only problem with that shoot was that you know we had 11 uh, 10 or 11 acres to set a course on and we ended up with like 30 targets um there were some long shots and everything, and there was there was like two shots that ended up, you know, this or shooting it. He's drilling. I'm shooting it. I'm drilling. Chris is shooting it. She's drilling. And then yeah, we, we got a couple other people up there, and they were doing all right. But there were a lot of people that showed up that um, they only had their like twenty and thirty pin yeah, shoot set, yeah. and then they're shooting at the hundred yard elk. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're just bombing arrows. Yeah, ah, oh, they're guesstimating. I th- I think one ended up uh, like somewhere near Temecula. Yeah. I don't know, but I but, mean, listen, that's all to be you know, hopefully not to be expected. But that stuff happens, you know. And as long as you um, as long as you have them in safe directions, there shouldn't mm-hmm. be an issue. That was know? my first time setting a shoot up there, um, and so I learned a lot about um about w- what to do with that terrain. Right. And I, we're, I know we're going to do another shoot up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they, they're they talking about bigger and better things in the future. That well, I, I can tell you this much when it comes to the ranch is that um, I've been meaning to go up there. Just yeah. to go up and talk to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, just feel them out and see if they even want to come on the podcast. Because uh, uh, that up there, that operation they have, mm-hmm. is really geared towards the new hunter. Oh, yeah. It really is. Yeah. And, and what they provide... The uh, the experience. It, I mean, you for dudes that like hunt and stuff, and if you know process game in the field, you go like ah, skinning a goat. You know, it is what it is, or quartering out a goat. Yeah, I don't whatever. need to say it. You don't you right. Don't. But dude, the thing is, is like dirt rider. Yeah, right, Jason. Mm-hmm. He. I think he was up for anyways. I think he's done that, but dude, that type of guy needs to see that stuff. Yeah, the 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 individual that's new needs to see that stuff. So when they fill a tag. Mm-hmm. They're literally not up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, they 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 need to see that stuff. And and that's the only place that I'm aware of that's doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's an outreach aspect of our community that is like, hey, let us help you yeah. be successful. Right? Yeah. And plus you can shoot your boat up there. Uh, oh, there and their their place is pretty awesome. You you can break some arrows up there. Oh, I'm so sure. I, I love I, that I, like I said, I would love to get up there and, and set up a podcast with them and and let them explain what they got going on in detail I, and and go from there, man. I think that'd be I, awesome. I've got an in with them. I can, Let's do I, it. I can make that happen. <laughs> make it happen, dude. I'm sure no, they would want to come on. You uh, know? Yeah. No, it's um, uh, it's cool. It's like it's funny because like even what you just said, 
um, uh, I was hunting up in Utah once with my dad, and we had some buddies, uh, good, really good friends of ours that started hunting with us. Because me and my dad, we got to a point where we stopped hunting with everybody, and it was just me and my dad. And then the, uh, our buddies that I was working with, that my dad worked with for years, um, they really wanted to go. So we invited them, and they came up, and they were they were staying up on the mountain, and my me and my dad were staying in a hotel. And they're about 35 minutes up the mountain. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we get a phone call one night at about 9 o'clock, and we, we had gotten back to the hotel and eaten already, and I get a phone call like, hey, Trav, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're just getting ready to crash out. I just showered. Like, we got a deer down. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you got a deer down? They're like, oh, we we shot it right before dark, and then uh, we we got it in the truck, and we were way back there. We got went back to camp and, like, like put it in the truck, and we drove down. I'm like, oh, cool, like, awesome. And they're like, well... We don't know how to gut it or anything. Yeah, yeah. They had a full deer in the back of their truck, and they drove all the way down to town, Mm. picked me up, and then we went out to the dump, and I gutted their deer at, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, exactly what you're saying, like, because they'd never seen it before. And, and, you know, um, uh, it's awesome to to have the ability to go up and see this. I I actually tried to set it up with a guy um, where if I could get somebody to drop a deer and then then hit me up and we'd go get it and get it on ice and, and, and have a guy come out and butcher mm-hmm. it and film it and film all that. It. And the guy wanted like 300 bucks. You know, oh, and he was like yeah. a butcher and all that. And I was like, you know, that just doesn't even, that no, doesn't sit right. Yeah. Now we got the ranch. Yeah. So. I, I mean, one, I'm not going to say like, once you do it once, you're going to be good to go. Oh, but no. if no. you, if takes, you have an idea, minutes. dude, and you know, yeah. it's one of those things where you just don't get proficient at it unless you get after it and do yeah. it. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I applaud what they're doing up there, and like I said, man, if we can get them on, that'd be great. It'd yeah, be absolutely. good for the listeners. It'd be good for the community, and yeah, you know, helps a lot of people out. And yeah. don't. And by the way, for the listeners, don't be like nervous or ashamed, and feel any awkwardness about that. Like, oh, I, oh, if you're I, a new hunter, yeah, yeah, like, you no. don't don't feel any. Just get after it, man, because we've all done it. Oh my god, it's gonna be a first time. Yeah, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, you know, it fucking stinks. Yeah, and if if you can start with a deer, because if you go, if you decide to get an elk, like an elk is like a lot more meat and a lot. Uh, it's just so much bigger of an animal to work with. So right. like learning on a deer, or mm-hmm. even like watching them do a goat up there at the ranch, pretty easy. Yeah, but, it, that's that's pretty crazy, man. It, yeah, it's a good they, thing though. They got they got a cool thing, and to know it's only an hour and ten minutes from right here at my mm-hmm. house, and and then uh, like I said, they're they're good people up there. They they really uh, they really have their hearts in the right place when it comes to that and helping out the community. That's good. So it's good. I like how they have that opportunity up there. Yeah, Let's absolutely. shift it up a little bit, man. Let's talk about a little bit of strategy. I'm down with that, dude. You know, uh, this, this. So you know, this is kind of funny because last last year, me and Johnny started a uh, a little uh, a little YouTube thing, and, and you know, I I kind of want to get back into it, but um, we, you know, there's life's been so upside down for me and everything. Um, but uh, talking about strategy with hunting and everything, I we did a we did a one of those YouTube things, and I was talking smack about about like shooting a doe in San Diego, where mm-hmm. where like. A, you know, this guy had a freezer full of meat and just, and then he goes and he whacks a doe and gives mm-hmm. the meat away. And, right. and, you know, I can appreciate giving a couple of steaks away and stuff like that, but he gave the whole deer away. And that just didn't, it, it kind of irked me a little bit, mostly because of like the San Diego herd and all that. And mm-hmm. there, there are some areas where, yeah, we've got an overpopulation of, of does or whatever, but I kind of wanted to explain to people, cause I did get some flack. I got, I actually got 
Did you? A lot of flack about what I was saying about does and everything. People were talking shit? Oh, yeah. They, they, well, they were coming at me like... It, Coming at me like saying why are you why are you saying this like this and that blah blah blah, and I was saying well yeah I know that area has a lot of does but not this area not this area not this area, and um and also they were thinking that I'm anti hunting a doe no I'm not anti hunting a doe right. at all like right. I, I'm all about meat in the freezer right um when it when it comes to my strategy for hunting especially if I go out of state. The beginning of my hunt starts with me trophy hunting. I'm, right. I, and I, I don't, I don't want to say trophy hunting in a, in a manner where, where um, you know, like PETA or fucking right. HSUS, uh, uh, like that that ideal. But I'm looking for an aged buck. Yeah, you're I'm looking lo- for a mature deer. Yes, I want the oldest out of the group. Uh, yeah. I don't want to take out a youngster. I want that youngster to grow up and and be an ass kicker. And mm-hmm. you know, um, if I see. Uh, uh, the last couple of years, I've been very successful on my cow elk hunt in Utah, mm-hmm. and and like I'm I'm praying that I'm not successful this year because I get nervous about it every year. That's a lot of meat in the freezer, and when I come back from elk hunting and I've got a cow elk and I put that in the freezer, I know that I'm not going to shoot anything small right that year. I'm not going to shoot a small forky whatever. Now you know San Diego's got the forky gene, so I'm. I'm looking for a bigger forky or right. or whatever else, you know, mm-hmm. something decent. But in the last like four years, I have passed on so many small little forkies that have been, you know, right there for the taking. Right. And I could have harvested them, mm-hmm. but my freezer's full. I don't right. need to. Um, the deer herd in San Diego, you don't, you don't, like it's it's such in such a fragile state. I think a lot to do with with the way that our droughts going and also with the mountain lion herd and then coyotes, uh, you know, they've, they're, they're just, a um, uh, an animal that's just, th- I mean, they got the shit under the stick, man. They're yeah. in the worst part of the country d- to be a deer. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are, we're out there now. We got guys shooting small ones. I don't, I don't say that shooting a small buck is, is a bad thing. Right. Every deer in San Diego is a trophy. I have always said that. Yeah. But, if you've already been out of state or if you've already whacked a big one, like I even got in Timmy Cole's shit last year. Uh, I didn't get in his shit. I didn't have to, but I told him, I was all, dude, if you if you whack a big buck, you better not put a doe in your freezer. And uh, he shot that monster. Shot a tank. Oh, my God. And then he was, he seriously, like, called me up. He's all, dude, he's all, no, I can't, I, I can't shoot anything smaller than that buck. I'm all, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, don't, I don't want to see you whack a doe, dude. Right, right. And, um, and so that's kind of where I sit with that. Um, I, if you've got, if you've got a good amount in the freezer, uh, amount of meat in the freezer, like I, I just don't feel like you should be shooting the, the very next thing that comes in yeah. or small fork. You're absolutely. So like, it's all perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, is to listeners, what Travis is saying, he's not telling you guys to not shoot does or to mm-hmm. not shoot small bucks. He's saying if you if you have the opportunity to go out of state uh, and fill a fill a deer tag or an elk tag or an antelope tag or whatever, and you got meat in the freezer, he's saying maybe be picky about what you take out of San Diego. That's what he's saying. Yeah. He by no means is he is he saying don't shoot the first thing that walks in uh, if your freezer is empty. That's not what he's saying. Yeah. I can relate to what you're saying. Last year was a prime example. I I kick myself in the teeth for not shooting that buck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in D15, but I also had a freezer full. Yeah. You know, um, the, 
it plays, it weighs in on me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have shot a doe last year and I didn't mm-hmm. like out of my tree stand. And I didn't because I had a freezer full of de- a freezer full of meat. Yeah. Like so. And, and I know that I go out of state every year and I'm not one to sit here and be like, dude, pass on animals in San Diego. Like yeah. I'm not going to tell someone to do that. Like San Diego is extremely tough. And if mm-hmm. you can fill a tag, fill the tag. I regret not filling tags when I had the opportunity specifically because my numbers in San Diego are not. And it's my own personal thing. Mm-hmm. Like not that it matters to anybody else but myself. Yeah. My numbers of success is horrible in San Diego. Yeah. Like, this is true. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, I have my own... The way my mind works is, like, I'm kind of on board with you. Dude, yeah. if I got a freezer full, I'll pass a doe, I'll pass a small buck, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't. I mean, some people would say, you shoot that first thing walks in. But I also have meat in the freezer. Yeah. You know, I... You know, like, like for example, I... I've been hunting long enough to where like my local area doesn't, I hunt here because I love hunting here. This is where I love, this is where I learned to hunt. This is like, that got me to the hunter that I am. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't matter if I fill my tags in San Diego anymore. Mm. It just doesn't. It used to bug me, man. Yeah. It used to be like, man. So, so here's, here's a really good way to look at it too. Cause like, like dude, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow for my elk hunt. Right. You know, and it's, it's kind of a, Jambalaya, where I'm, what, how this whole elk hunt hunting with a little vacation with a, my girlfriend in, in the beginning of it and all that. But um, if I come back from my elk hunt and I haven't cut my tag, I don't get an elk. There, there's, there's a little buck out there that better be scared. Yeah, that, and nothing uh, safe, yeah, because huh? I ain't got, a, I, I didn't draw many tag, I didn't draw any tags. I got, right. I got my A22, my AO, and then I got the the elk tag and then i've got a tag in uh, arizona yeah and that's it that arizona is a whole i will talk yeah. about that later yeah we, i want to talk about but, a shit show that but is. so i didn't i don't have a lot of tags uh, i don't have a lot of opportunities to fill and with two of those tags being san diego tags like yeah if i see a small buck if i if i come back i don't have an elk in the freezer there, there's a small buck yeah. out there that better be worried mm-hmm. but you bet your ass if i get a small buck then I, i'm not going to shoot another small buck right and I see guys out, if I see guys, I, I haven't really seen it too much, but, like, if, if you shoot a small fork, you don't need to shoot another small fork. You need to up your standards a little bit. Um, um, but if I come back and I got an elk in the fridge, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm holding out for the, I've got, I've seen some decent deer this year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, I will say I ha- I'm not seeing the quality of deer this year that I've seen in previous years, and I think it's got something to do with the drought, but, um you know, the, the drought and the food source and Dude, all that. I'll tell you this much. Social media play, plays on people to make them want to shoot shit. Oh, yeah. And even this podcast. Like, I'm not huge on, I mean, obviously. Oh, dude, look no, at my page. Yeah. Like, like, there are guys out there who are, who have told me they're just, they can't wait to get a deer on San Diego Muleys. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, at one point I'm like, yeah, that's, that, dude, that, I feel really good, awesome that you feel that way about getting your deer on the page. But at the same time, I'm like... You know, like, I don't want that to be a factor in, like, somebody shooting a, a, a small buck. But at yeah. the same time, there's guys out there that they get that small buck and it's their first buck or, or like, that's a freezer filler. And I'm like, dude, that's that's right. that's what you need. Yeah. That's that's why you shoot a small buck. Right. Not, not, you know, um, and it's it's kind of a, a double-edged sword for me with my page. And, the, and, like, it's hard for me to get it out but in just a post right. saying, like, Here's why you should shoot a small buck. Here's why you shouldn't. Right. Like, you know, but like, dude, last year, me and Brian were in D15. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a buck 
don't know, 2,000 yards out, we could tell he was a buck. He was mm-hmm. just a small buck. Yeah. I closed 1,500 yards on this deer. And this is like, this is what this podcast has done to me in the past. And I have to realize it. I closed 1,500 yards on this deer, laid down prone, got it in my scope, and realized it was a spike. <laughs> Bro. Like, that's what, and I would, they're you mean, know, they're, they're mean creatures. Well, well, I try to tell out. people yeah, that. That's, I assumed he was just a small forky, but this podcast mm-hmm. made me go, you need to fill a pod, like, you need to fill a tag. Yeah. That's what, the, because I, I, <laughs> it's weird. I feel like I have an obligation to fill tags yeah. because I have the platform, yeah. a hunting platform. And I'm like, dude, quit thinking like that. Who cares? Like, I, I hunt for myself. I don't hunt for other people. I've had to, like, dude. talk myself down from that, man. Uh, it's um, weird, dude. I'll bring I'll bring Johnny into the podcast. That that guy, he's a freaking derelict. You know, I love the guy. Uh, Johnny's not, great. Not much. I love to throw shit at him. Well, basically, um, no. <laughs> last great. last year we went out. Um, we went out chasing deer together, and uh, we see this little forky, and he's you know he's he's a little guy, but Johnny had two tags. He had a tag for uh, for here. D, I think it was D sixteen. And then he also had another tag for uh, another spot in California. Um, one, you know, I won't tell him the tag, right, but, right. Um, but he really wanted to concentrate on that tag. Mm-hmm. And so here he'd already seen this, uh, or no, he hadn't seen the big three by three yet, but he just gung ho. He went after this, this small buck. And I was like, you sure you want to go after him? He's small, dude. And at one point when we were driving in, we saw him. And he was at 55 yards, and Johnny bailed out of the truck and, and like, got off the road, and the deer ran off. And, and I was like, you sure did? He's small. And he was like, if I fill my tag now, mm-hmm. I can concentrate on yeah. that other hunt, and I can I can spend a lot of time out there. Dude, there's method and I was like, behind it. That's, you know? that's absolutely. Like, I had no – after that, we ended up seeing that buck again later from, from like, a different canyon. And uh, – I don't know, dude. If you could bottle up what what gets that guy moving right. and sell it, like that would be better than any drug. Because I, when we Johnny's saw a that, savage. When dude. we saw that deer, um, we were a long ways away, right? And he's like, "I'm gonna go get it," and he he's gone. I'm like, "All right, cool." Like trying to get a radio or whatever, and boom, he's gone. And he runs around, and all of a sudden. There he is, like a mile and a half away, sneaking up on this deer, and I'm like, "How did you close the distance that he fast?" He just got after it, dude. He's such a he's such a freak when he's he comes at you, dude. He's a mountain goat, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. But yeah, so, and and uh, so like that's that's just a whole nother example of like why you you know where times where you do and times where you don't like shoot a right. shoot a small buck. I I that's, not, and I want I wanted people to hear my perspective yeah. on that. I don't want them to think I'm not I. I I don't agree with shooting a small buck because I've got small bucks on the wall, and I still, yeah. I've got a two. I got this beast right here, mm-hmm. and in the back in the back room, I've got probably four or five little yeah. forkies that were freezer fillers. Yeah, um, I'm not a trophy hunter. I, I, I um, but when I go out of state, um, if like like when I used to do the rifle hunt with my dad all the time, I, yeah. I haven't hunted rifle since two 2017. Um, we would when we would go hunt the rifle hunt in utah that goes from saturday to the following sunday Correct. so it's a nine-day hunt so we would hunt saturday sunday monday and big three point or four point only we wouldn't shoot anything small and then on monday night when we would eat dinner we'd sit down and we'd discuss what what the caliber of deer we're seeing because the rifle hunt up there is pretty brutal it gets crowded yeah um and especially with my dad getting up in his in his years, he wasn't hiking as good. So, 
so we were kind of doing our thing like that. And, and so we discussed like, all right, have we seen many bucks? No, you know, usually it was no. And so, all right, so we're going to take it down to a nice forky or three or three point or, right. or better, whatever. And then by the last like three days of the hunt, it was like, all right, we're going after a meat buck. Yeah. You're feeling bags. Yeah. My dad's from Minnesota. Like he grew, he grew up on that, on, on meat bucks. Ain't no deer um, safe in Michigan, man. Oh no. My but, family back East, bro. Listen, <laughs> yeah some bitches are dead oh yeah there is no passing my my uncle hit it right on the head one time he's like brandon if you don't shoot it the neighbor's gonna if if you don't know what a meat buck family is like my dad i've got i've got um a white tail rack in the back room and it's a white tail and it scored 159 yep and my dad had that hanging in his garage mm-hmm. from the rafters. Didn't give a shit about it because it was a meat buck. That's a good buck, dude. Dude, it's the mass that's, that's on it. Like it's just, ever, dude. And I'm just like, Dad, like, why aren't, why don't you have this hanging on the yeah. wall? He's like, it's, it's a whitetail. It was a meat buck. I'm like, oh boy, dude. But, <laughs> that thing's a monster. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So so that's kind of that's kind of my strategy, like with 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 hunting and all that, and like the meat the meat in the freezer thing is huge for me. Like. Yep. Like I said, if I go if I go to Utah, I, I I don't have much meat in that freezer left out there right now. Right. So if I go to Utah and I don't get an elk, you might see me putting myself on my own page with a little a little sport yeah. like a little good for you. You know, it, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna score like seven. Have it the new logo. It's gonna be seven it's on the Pope and Young, know, right? Seven <laughs> like, It'll but, be great. Yeah, uh, my girl like she. She likes to cook up some mm-hmm. some deer and elk, or I cook it up or whatever. But she likes wild game. I I'll tell you, as far as strategy goes, man, um, you're right. It literally just depends on what I have in my freezer, man. Yeah. Like, if I wouldn't have had a full freezer last year, I I, I mean, that doe would have been shot. I would have shot that doe. That buck, I don't know. The angle was the angle of the shot was not good. Um. Definitely doable, but it wasn't good, so that weighed on me. But I also wasn't eager to fill a tag because I had killed – I had already had a deer in the freezer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I already had a deer in the freezer, so it didn't matter. Any, Anyways, it, it's all based on, like, what you got. If you're a brand-new hunter or you're a hunter that's been going at it for a while and you just have been struggling in San Diego, fill your freezer. Yeah. Fill it. You know, and I'll apply. I'll shake your hand over it, man. Shit, I'll help you drag it out. Don't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, if it's legal, kill it. That's all I got to say. It's just all what you want. It's personal opinion. Like, whatever your preference is, you know? Yeah. That's how it rolls. I'm not, I'm not going to shun you for, for, uh, or, you know, who am I? I'm, I'm not something to nobody. I just started a page and the page is doing good. And, right. And now I put on archery shoots to make everybody hate me. You know what I do (laughs) like, though? You know what I do like is when, when dudes start getting their families involved, yeah. their wife or their kid, they draw a doe tag and they go smash yeah. a doe. Yeah, dude. I, I, I can appreciate that. I mean, those uh, dude, are... look at uh, Tricer. Yeah. And then uh, that guy, James James Miyagashi. I don't know I think that that's guy. He's up from, like, Riverside, but, dude, his daughter. Right. Uh, I mean, he's getting his whole family into it. Um, I believe his wife hunts. His daughter smashed a monster buck last year. Like, it was so big. And Whoa. I wanted to post it, but I had so many... So many deer last year to post um, from San Diego mm-hmm. that it was just like I, I I just forgot to reach out to him and then I actually met him at that ranch Julian right uh, shoot and finally got to shake his hand and say thank you for you know you know I everyone everyone that lets me post their buck like I'm so stoked like that I can't thank everyone enough I do my best right. to to give them their attaboy while not giving up any spots or too many too much information right um, I I guess that's something I should pr- I want to 
touch on real quick, like to a lot of new hunters are. I've gotten a lot of new followers since the the ranch mm-hmm. and Julian shoot. If if you if you get a buck and you you want me to post it, like or or, or even a doe, like I'll, I'll post anything from right. San Diego. Um, um, this is not a big deer page, and and it's uh, like I just like to. Everybody needs an attaboy when they right. close a deal deal here. So all you got to do is reach out to me, or or a lot of times I'll reach out to you. I try to follow as many people that look like hunters. I um I get followed by a lot of people who are not hunters. They're just following my page or whatever. So mm-hmm. if I don't follow you, reach out to me or whatever and, and let me know. Um, but yeah, if you if you get a buck down or a doe and and you're cool with me posting it, like throw it at me. I'll, yeah. I'll absolutely do it. There, it and then there's some of them that I don't post. That I'll wait. Um, I'll wait for. Uh, you know, I'll post it like the beginning of season next year or something. Yeah. Usually that's a pretty big buck that I try to do. Oh, look or, at or, yeah, or, it's like the the what ifs. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> look at your possibilities for this year. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not possible. It's San Diego. <laughs> yeah, you're like ah, <laughs> yeah, slim to none. Yeah, right. You know, dude, I want to talk to you a little bit before we dive into the old how and return act. I want to talk to you about. And you kind of touched on it, season dates. Mm. What are your thoughts on the length of our seasons? Like you touched on it about Utah. You said the rifle tag is basically a, a seven or an eight-day season in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is, eight days or something, yeah. right? It's crowded, yes. Oh, yeah. There's people out there for sure. Buck numbers are relatively good, though. Like you can't tell me. That you can't draw a tag with zero points in Utah and not have a 25% success rate with a rifle or a 20% success rate with a rifle. Right. 20% is good. Mm-hmm. Dude, 20% means you just got to be two out of 10 mm-hmm. to like get after it. Yeah. And that's when like that mentality of like, I'm going to get this done will make you one of those two. Mm-hmm. That's that, you know, but that's like, what are your thoughts on a short season date? Like season dates, like say if D sixteen, mm-hmm. say California adopted that process with yeah. rifle tags and said, you know what, it's gonna be nine days. Well, so that's a that is a touchy subject because especially here in California, if we lose something, we're not we're never getting. I'm not it back. saying I'm not uh, even saying change it. Or I'm yeah. not even saying get it back. I'm saying no, dude. What if it went like? What are your thoughts on what if it went to eight or nine days, ten days? I, I you don't want it. I don't know. Um, I, and I, I, the, the one thing I'll say is I'm so, I've been so focused on archery, uh, and I like the amount of time I get to, I'm not saying archery, archery season. I know, I know, I know you're saying rifle. That's what, but I'm saying like, like, uh, <laughs> my she's, dog's gonna she's make you play with her right now. Um, uh, I've been so focused on archery and, and especially with the way that I, uh, that I hunt in, mm-hmm. in San Diego, like I like having as much time as I have to hunt archery for the deer season um i don't know i i i just really have i that's that's something where i would have to you should have asked me that like a month ago so i could so i could really wrap wrap into it because because i do know that like last year i feel like probably five bucks went down in the beginning of archery season right and then rifle season shows up and it's Mm -hmm. like every day i'm getting Mm-hmm. somebody's tagging me or sending me something right. or I'm seeing something. Um, and then, uh, so so I do believe that the rifle hunters definitely have the advantage. 
Dude, you know, they they can reach out and touch it. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, from absolutely. Eight hundred yards away, if they're if they're a good shot. And yeah, and they do it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of guys who'd reach out and touch something that far that shouldn't be. But right. But um, dude, I I just don't even know where I want to sit on that one. So so hear me out real quick. Okay. All right. Like like, I've been mother effed up and down mm. by Johnny. Over this, right? Oh, as, as oh far I as know. Like, he, as, I've heard dude, it. He's I've been pissed, it. right? Yeah. And I and I explained to him, like, dude, this is the reason why. You know, the whole two tags, the one tag, all mm-hmm. this stuff. We're never going to get it back, right? Yeah. So l- losing a second tag is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I was just putting it into perspective, like, hey, mm-hmm. dude, this would better it for us yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. But as far as season dates go, yeah, I'm not saying I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, this is a, a, a discussion, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It would benefit everybody that is a public land hunter more if our rifle tag, our general season tags, were anywhere from eight to ten day seasons. And hear me out. For one, when you got a 30 day season, mm-hmm. the urgency to get out is not there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like you're you're going, you're going. Oh, I got 30 days. So, you know what? I really don't want to get up this morning. Right? Like that that's a that's a that's a real thing that people have. Maybe not on opening day, opening weekend or the first week, but later on in the season. We all know after the second week, dude, that like pfft. you'll see people, but you don't see them as much. Uh, I'll take another one, dude. Okay. So, that that's like the the urgency is no longer there, mm-hmm. right? With a 30-day season. Yeah. That being said, like we talked about Utah, right? Mm-hmm. An average unit, man. Is is eight nine? I think it's I think it's nine. Don't the, quote ri- the rifle hunt is you, is nine days. Okay, so uh, it's nine days. It's like a limited entry hunt. And the weekends are smoked. Monday, Tuesday smoked. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are empty. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is cool. Mm-hmm. The, the people on one, still, now here's the thing you gotta you gotta realize with that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is empty. The only people who are hunting on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mm-hmm. morning and day mm-hmm. are out of state. Correct. Now, correct. Now, when it comes to the evening hunts, you'll start. You start seeing, start seeing people in the evening for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, if the season was ten days, say it's ten days, mm-hmm. there's an urgency for people to hunt, so more people would be out in the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the amount of deer wouldn't wouldn't that are taken wouldn't be as much. Yeah, it just wouldn't. We all hear about the guys that take off work an hour or two early, grab the rifle, run on out, and smash a buck. Yeah. That happens, right? And in with the 10-day season, less deer would be taken. So overall, long-term, more deer would be in the herd. I dude. agree. I agree. So but- if we're talking about our selfish perspective, like what we want as an individual, of course we want a 30-day season. It gives us all more opportunity. Right. But if we're talking about our unit health, like mm-hmm. what's good for everybody. Yeah. Right. It's a 10 day season. It's a 10 day season. Now here, here. So the, the one thing I will, I will sit on, on that. Pull there's, that, there's pull that th- mic up just a tad bit. Just, oh, sorry, yeah. Right sorry. there. The one, the, um, uh, something that, that I will sit on, on that on with two, two of them. If, if the wildlife biologists say we need to go to a 10 day season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm down. Like if there's if the if it's scientific, and if we go to a ten day season, um, we need to be able we need to be allowed to hunt mountain lions because 
because I I believe with a thirty day season, with the thirty day season, like you said, there's not that sense of urgency, right? So it's kind of spread out where you've got you don't have as many as many hunters. Like it it doesn't seem like uh, a lot of people you know like when it comes to rifle hunting, everyone's like it's crowded, it's crowded. If we went to a ten day season, it would be ugly out there. There'd probably be people getting shot at, um, not on purpose. Right. But the, there are so many hunters in San Diego that if everyone got pushed into a 10-day season, they would take that week off work, and you would see you would see the numbers out there. And I, I, I feel like that 30-day season, and, and and you know, like I said, I'm not a biologist. I, I'm not. Right. I'm not scientific. I don't know. I don't know back into that. Um, I feel like it would be such a shit show out there that. Uh, it it would not be it'd probably be a good thing for the herd, but right. also it would probably be the worst thing for the hunting, uh, the the um, hunting community here would would probably turn more into a UFC kind of community because um, everybody would just be hating on each other. Right. Well, p- well, put it this way, dude. Like, um, let me snap this pic from my chick real quick. It's a little weird. Yo, <laughs> yo, hi, uh, holla. Dude, so. The ten day season, we're we're never we're never gonna get rid of predators. I am I am all about what's better for the herd. And, and the, if that if that if that was is. what it took, I mean I I know if I this is one thing, if I say right now, oh ten day ten day season is what we need. Uh, me and Johnny, mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to blows as yeah. soon as he gets back from Arizona. Well, right, <laughs> but th- this is the no, thing. but but um but. I do like that also like so I like the the ability to spread out my time mm-hmm. archery hunting. I, I think I like that I like that the rifle hunters have that too. Right. So that it's not as crowded. Um but but like I said, if anything whatever's better for the herd. Like there's a lot of people that are so butt hurt right now about what Arizona is doing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I I've actually gotten into some pretty heated debates uh about, about that. that. Yeah. But you know what? Like it's better for the herd. I posted about a podcast um, several months ago, and that podcast talked about everything that the that uh, Arizona Department of Fish and Game is doing to help the herd out, mm-hmm. and why the herd is hurting. Uh, most of it, most of it is COVID, and then uh, weather related. Right. But there are people who are like out there saying like, "Oh, they're just trying to do this and that. They're trying. They they don't like out of staters. Blah blah blah." And it's like, for the last, like, 20 years, we've been sitting here bitching to each other, saying the same damn thing. HSUS is dictating our hunting, our, our, our hunting. Like, they've taken, we've lost mountain lions. Like, they're trying right. to get bears away. We've lost um, bobcats. Like, and they're doing it all over the world. And we don't want HSUS or PETA or any of these current assholes to take away our hunting rights. And we say, we want the biologists to be the ones who tell us what we can and can't hunt. And now the biologists are saying, yeah, the deer herd's hurting. And they're all, everyone, they're all butthurt about it. And it's like, well, you're, you're going against everything we've been asking for for the last, for the last 20 well, right. years. It's, and it's because it's, it's commission-based. Well, there, there, there's... Um, Dude, fishing game doesn't make the seasons. No. It's commission-based. Yeah. So this but, is the thing. Like, hear this out. To kind of get back into the season date real quick, mm-hmm. what do you think is better for the community and the deer herd? Okay, and 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 hear me out. 
Do you think it's better for the community and or the hunting community and the deer herd? Johnny, don't mother f me on this. But do you think <laughs> it's coming after? Oh yeah. You, bro. Do you think it's better for the same guys that kill deer every year? Okay, two dags a year. Mm-hmm. Do you think our community benefits from those dudes killing deer every year, mm-hmm. or do you think it would benefit more from the average guy mm-hmm. that doesn't? If they started killing deer, what do you think is mm-hmm. beneficial to our community and our in our deer? Well, well, those those guys that that ten percent, or I'm going to say less than that, that kill do two deer a year, um, they're never going to stop. No, they're, no, they're, they're not. We're not. Yeah. We're not going to lose those guys from killing deer. But this is what the, I will tell the, you: the new guys killing deer, right? Um, they're getting their feet wet. Like they are. I, I, mean, I, get I it. mean, so I just. I I feel like with um with San Diego deer hunting, there's a lot of guys that get into hunting, and they hunt for five years and they mm-hmm. get their asses handed mm-hmm. to them and then they're gone. Right, that's revenue gone. Yes, it is. So yeah. listen, overall, it's better for the new guy mm-hmm. to kill deer. Okay, and the yeah. only way new guys are gonna new guys and gals are gonna kill and smash game mm-hmm. is if there's more of it, or they get proficient at it. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. hence getting a mentor or just grind their pick, and they're able to pick up on the small things that are going to lead them to find success. Okay, mm-hmm. shorter seasons, there, dude. There's killers out here that run two D sixteen tags. Oh yeah, and they smash two deer tags. They mm-hmm. smash two deer with two rifle tags. Yeah, year, every year. Most of those guys don't have an Instagram page. No, and <laughs> and dude, you know what? When we get an opportunity to go see those dudes and talk to them, we all pick their brain. Yep. It's an awesome opportunity, yep. right? I mean, dude, I'm by no means am I bashing these dudes. That's not what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is that, and I'm not even advocating. It might sound like I'm advocating for a ten day season. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm just saying, like, it would benefit our herd. Better, like more if our rifle season was shorter okay and the reason why is because yeah you would have people in the field i don't believe i mean it would be crowded for sure mm-hmm. but some people can't get off work dude they don't have paid vacation yeah they have bills they got mortgages so they're not gonna hunt monday through friday they only can hunt saturday and sunday yeah and when you got five Saturday and Sundays to hunt in mm. October and, and into November, dude, those dudes kill deer on the weekend. Yeah. The majority of deer are going down on the weekends, man. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, it's I, just fact. I, I know. I mean, I've, your I page can, can a, show I can write it. a book about it. Yeah. I mean, you I can, can see I it. I can show you straight up numbers. Yeah. But I think uh, with that 30-day season, I think um, – I don't like the idea of taking away the time, especially in San Diego, just because, like I said, it's so crowded here. It's it's as bad here as anywhere, and if not worse. Like I've seen some it's pretty, bad. I've seen some pretty bad shit in Utah with crowds and people fighting over bucks and stuff. I would I would rather see them move the seasons to away from the rut. Yeah, well, that would be beneficial. That, that would be. I think that would be more beneficial to the right. bucks. Um, because when you get to hunt the rut with a rifle, that it, it's it, it's. It's pretty game right. on. It's like, well, this is this is what I'll tell you. Mm. If we take the Western model, okay, like if you were to look mm-hmm. on average Western states, mm-hmm. you're getting one buck tag a year. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. bro. We are in California. We don't manage predators. We can't manage them either appropriately or at all. Yeah. Okay, and we're able to get two tags a year. If anyone mm. thinks. 
for three fucking seconds, dude, that that right there doesn't dent the herd every year. It's oh, yeah. fucking high. And and I, by no means am I trying to get fucking start hate mail here and all oh, that no. shit. No. It's fucking fact, dude. If everybody that hunts in San Diego, and I'm not talking away talking about taking away opportunity. I don't want to take away opportunity. We're talking about deer herd health right now. That's what we're talking about. So so one thing that I can that I can say is like um I would say in the last probably 4 3 to 4 years I I have not noticed a lack of big bucks going down on my on my page. What I'm posting, mm-hmm. there's not been one year that I could say, "Oh, there was a bunch of big bucks that went down that year, and there was no big bucks that went down this year." Or no, like there. Um, um. So I, that's why I say, like I, I would have to sit down and just, I would have to go through, talk to biologists before I, I even to. before I even considered shortening the season. Like you said, like you said, I'm always down. To, to better whatever whatever's better mm-hmm. for the herd, but for me to for me to make a statement on on that without having talked to biologists or right. whatever, like that would be that would that would be bad on my part. No, and, I, I and, get it. Yeah, I, I have just had conversations. Just it not makes sense. This. It sounds good on paper. It's it sounds really good the way you're saying it and everything. It would be good, but also it would be really great for the deer herders if we just quit hunting. <laughs> well, I <laughs> see. I feel like, dude, I, so, and that's the thing. Like, we can't sit here and blame us for the decline. Mm-mm. Like that's not. I'm not saying that we don't have a dent every year in the deer herd, but you know, part of part of the cycle of life in in the undulate population is that they peak and then they drop predation, food, oh, water, yeah. all that, and then they breed and then pop. You know what I mean? It's just like the we, the, we have the, the curve. We're the worst state for predation. Uh, and then you go and you look at someplace. I think Utah looks at California and sees everything we do, and they say, "Okay, well, we're going to do the exact opposite." Right? They they went and made oat mountain lion tags over the counter. Dude, well, listen, like don't don't like they they also limit deer tags. Yeah, they do. And I I don't want to take away opportunity. All I'm saying is that like it wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hurt if we only had one deer tag. Or shorter general season tags, yeah, like th- shorter season dates. I do believe that they they might they live at deer tags, um, but also um, I don't. I believe they have more people applying to their to that state for deer in Utah. I mean, yeah, well, of I, course you I, got out of staters coming in, and when you fill, dude, uh, if you filled, okay, there's look at our deer tags. What they cost for an out of stater. Whoever would pay that's crazy. Three, yeah, three hundred bucks to, to come, come hunt yeah. San Diego. Right on. Like <laughs> all the all the guys from Rock and Five C out, Outfitters were like, "Hey, dude, we're gonna come hunt with you." And I was <laughs> like, "You gonna pay three hundred dollars to come uh, come hunt a deer here in San Diego, where like they're they're just a little bit bigger than a coos deer?" And um, yeah, and they and I talked them right out of it. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Scotty and the boys. Like, uh, I but, yeah. I'm all for opportunity. Yeah, and I'm all for. Um, plentiful opportunity it's great dude we, if you play your cards right and you're and you are living in southern california mm-hmm. bro except this year september 3rd to december 31st with a one week break in between you can hunt yep either with a bow or a rifle it's a mm-hmm. great opportunity man mm-hmm. i'm not saying that that's not a good thing i'm yep. just saying we need to like and this has been going on for years mm-hmm. dude years right yeah. i mean generations Right, I mean, two yeah. generations at least. Yeah, I'm saying that if we want to see a localized population of deer get better, we're never going to get rid of mountain lion hunting. 
or like never going to get mountain hot lion hunting back. You're not. That that has to go to a two thirds vote through the people of California, man. Yeah. You know, not fifty one percent. Two thirds ain't going to happen, man. So what I'm saying is that like we have to look at other avenues, right? Historically, we're not a a wet county. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Water's an issue, right? Predation is a huge issue, and yep. then. You know, I mean, hunters put in a dent. We've done the numbers on previous podcasts. I mean, there's a ton of bucks that go down every year. Well, so so the thing with the mountain lions, I feel like this is a perfect uh, opportunity for us to get into howl um, yeah. and talk about howl. Absolutely. So um, a couple of years ago, I talked to a biologist, the the one that uh, actually Timmy Coles had issues with. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him, and he was telling me how the mountain lions are putting a hurting on the uh the desert bighorn sheep that we have here on the, right. on the what is it the, it's the, the eastern east side, slopes yep. of of Cleveland and, mm-hmm. and all that, um, and I believe that that's going to be a weapon that we could use against the state to take this away from being like the vote, uh, um, and get it to where if you've got wildlife biologists coming in and saying like, hey, like this animal's, this animal's population it's it's hurting and we're we're gonna have some serious problems here if we don't if we don't start fixing this and the way we're gonna fix it is by hunting the mountain lions they have straight up done a survey they, they were doing s- studies on on the scat and the mountain lion scat um to find out if they were the reason why why the the desert bighorn sheep right. population is hurting and they're finding out yeah it, it is a reason right and they're finding out that desert horde, desert bighorn sheep are easier to get for a mountain lion than than a deer is. Right. They're not as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so that's going to be a weapon that could be used. And and howl is the is the ultimate weapon that hunters have ever had. Correct. We we have had uh, two huge victories in the last two years. Um, it was the the attempt to ban bear hunting. Uh, by the Scott Wiener was the state yeah. tenant that guy that signed the bill. That guy is an absolute asshat, fucking clown. I have started following him on Instagram ever since that started, and and to see the things that he supports and that he doesn't support, like he supports having a drug park in the middle of of any city in California, yeah. so, so that people could have clean needles. Yeah. Whereas, what about all these people who? Who have diabetes? Who who have Can't, to choose yeah. between buying their medication or buying food? Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? Like, that's that's this guy that signed that bear bill, yeah. and and fall like I try to stay on top of all these guys. Um, um, how with with the way that uh, with with the way that Howell is working, we finally have a weapon where we are able to fight back against these. Anti-hunting, anti-hunting um, bills, uh, bills, are, the, the bills, the Humane Society, PETA, um, the Sierra Club, uh, all all these people who think that hunting is like such a such a bad thing because their feelings get hurt, you know. And it's like there is nothing, like it's a bunch of Karens. I hate to right. I hate to coin use a coined phrase like Karens or whatever, you know. But but it's true. Like if you were to ever think that you could ever look at someone and say that right there is a person who has no clue what they're talking about, but they're going to get super emotional over, over something. Uh, it, it's everyone who, everyone who's backing the, the humane society and, and, 
and saying that like, oh, hunting is so bad. Like, how can you do that to a poor little animal? And it's like, and then they go home and they eat a burger or a steak. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like we're we're doing this the best way we can. Right. Um, Howl is is the most effective weapon I have seen. I've been hunting since 1984, um, and especially with conversations I've had with my with my dad and my uh, my great uncle who's 94 years old talking to him about like all these anti-hunting legislations that came out and him telling he he straight up said he's like yeah half the time you'd hear about an anti-hunting bill that was passed and that was the first time you heard about it right you didn't it didn't come down the line unless you had a hunting magazine and and if you were you know if if you're a, a a 60 hour a week guy like working your ass off you don't have time don't to look at those ma- magazines mm-hmm. and you don't know what's happening and all of a sudden you just you just lost a privilege right um these guys at howl uh i've talked to charles mm-hmm. uh quite a few times um uh him and john, dude him and john stallone are doing a great job amazing job and then there's that's, uh, that's what trips me out is is like i look at their page and i see that there's like i think there's like 250 Fifty or two hundred and sixty people that follow me, mm-hmm. that are that follow Howl, and they all that, should. That blows me away. Right. That that just shows to me that how, like, that's selfish of us as hunters, right? To to just rely on whoever else to fix our problems. Yeah, it's crazy. This is our problem, and the fact that the fact that they that um, Charles and John have made it so easy for us, where anytime you've got. Um, Anytime you've got like an issue that comes up, like the bear hunting ban, or like it's become an inner uh, or a national thing now, where like if if Florida or or like New York or whatever, um, if they've got an issue, a hunting issue, where like they're getting attacked by anti hunting issues, we can sign a thing that all it does is send an email to right. the people that are backing that that anti hunting bill mm-hmm. or whatever or petition or or wherever it's at. And it says, "Hey, we don't want you to do this." And right. and it's a it's a form letter, but you all you got to do is sign your name. It's one click, dude, and click a button, mm-hmm. and boom, like. Listen. And and then after that, you can go to the next one, and it auto fills, and it auto fills, and it auto fills. You can go right down the list. You just start clicking. You don't have to do it every day. You could do it once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I tell you what, like, I, um, like in the last month, I've been so busy that I haven't even been able to go on. But I've been following and like looking up i've been looking into the whole um the return act yeah that they're that that they're on um you know we've there's some there's some shit out there that is just absolutely crazy not good for the hunting community well, put it this way dude it has never been easier to get in line and sign up to oppose these anti-hunting bills and, like, for example, the Return Act that's going to take actual funding, dude, mm-hmm. funding that we rely on, right, that our national parks, or not our national parks, but, like, our <clears> – <throat> what's that? Oh, it, 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 is our, it is our biggest chip in any yes. fight. Mm-hmm. It, and it's, it's, it's right there. It's one click. Everybody – I want to say I was talking to John and uh, – how many hunters are in America? There's millions of hunters that we have. I mean, well, we have 370 million people. It's yeah. a small proportion of that amount that are hunters, but it's still millions of people that hunt. Mm-hmm. We should all be members of Howl. 
Flat out, dude. We should all be getting these notifications. We we actually do a monthly syndicate with Alpha Wildlife. I really, really dude, appreciate that too because that, that gets was it awesome. out, dude. It I, gets it out. I listen to Howl and I uh, listen to their podcast, and then um, I think it's John Stallone's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and I I list I clicked on your guys' page, and I heard. You're the little intro yeah. before, and then I, lo- I was like, oh, yeah, I already listened to this. I'm Dude, like, he, wow, that's good. That's perfect. It because is. Because then now your listeners are going to hopefully start. They'll hear it. On. And I wish, I could, I wish there was something I could do where all all the people that follow me, where I could make them say, like, hey, if you're going to follow me, you have to follow Hal. Because this is right. the best weapon we've ever had. I know. It's great. And, it, and that's what we do. Dude, we get a ton of feedback. Yeah. ton of feedback on, dude, thank you for posting that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not like we're recording it. John, you know, John and Charles literally send me through email the monthly the monthly podcast that they mm-hmm. record, right? We get it. We throw a little intro on it, kind of outline what we got going on with it, like what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then it dives right in. And yeah. then you can listen to it, you know? And, and we're doing our part to try to spread the word of what this is. Because this is the only, I mean, let's face it. We all want to see cool shit. We don't yeah. want to get into like the fucking politics of things. Like, we don't want to. Here's a pro. Here's a prime example or a prime avenue for all of us to hear it from an individual we all respect, mm-hmm. right? They they know what they're talking about. They're putting their money where their mouth is, and they're they're advocating for all of us. Yeah. And all they ask for us is to sign. Mm-hmm. Dude, click it. Yep. Click the button. Join and click and, the button. It doesn't cost us any money, man. And th- and then if you're if you're passionate enough about this, um. You you don't have to sign and then click the button to send. You can you can actually erase the the form mail email yeah, that they and sent and write your own. Yes, and tell them that they're a bunch of asshats. Yeah, because usually they are. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll I'll talk about this return act. I've I've looked into this uh quite a bit. The return act. It's an excise tax that's taken up that's been put on on firearms and all the outdoor products right. and all this stuff, or or like hunting products. I, um. You know, dude, it's through uh, the Pittman but, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so this tax was there b- prior to Pittman Robertson. But Pittman Robertson is what made eleven percent of this tax. Is that the Dingle the Dingleberry tax? I, is that I'm, what it was called? I'm I I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't get into it Dingleman before that. Or Dingleberry something like that. But I I was I was listening to that. Did you listen to the one that Travis whatever did with the with the actual senator or the guy from Georgia? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was trying to get into that, but I, I, I haven't looked into that yet. Um, but this tax, it that we have that goes to the Pittman Robertson, which is eleven percent right. for the most part. Um, that if if they take if this return act passes, that money's not coming back to us. Correct. Your guns are not getting cheaper. Correct. They still get that tax, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I posted something about this how. Some son of a bitch is thinking that that he's going to get his fingers on a bunch of money. Yep. That like some senator, uh, some politician, and and unfortunately this is a Republican. Usually it's a Democrat trying to do this, but this is a, de- a Republican. Uh, this Republican, and he saw a loophole where he saw that like for years before before COVID, we were only getting like six hundred million a yeah, year or whatever or 700 and, million a year we yeah and then now it. all of a sudden covid mm-hmm. we're hitting a billion dollars a Correct. year now uh, because of the Pittman robertson act and this is all going back into what it has to go right. into wildlife conservation. Federal law. this is 
the reason why we can hunt in so many areas and why we've got land that's that we can and why we've got roads on land with this is this excise tax this Pittman Robertson said 11% of this has to go to wildlife converse, conservation not the general fund which right. would be fixing a pothole in front of your fucking correct. house correct and stuff like that so so with that um this money's not it, what this guy's trying to do is he's trying to divert something to where like I I believe there's a new fund that would be like similar to Pittman Robertson where you'll have like 800 million a year right. going to wildlife conservation mm-hmm. but that because he's assuming that not every year is going to make right. 1. Point whatever billion where how the hell is that not going to happen with inflation oh, yeah. with It'll all the, with all the year. bullshit that's happening right. this next year probably going to be 1.4 billion well Who you knows? know it it's crazy we live in crazy times so yeah. people are are through covid i think people have realized a lot of things in life mm-hmm. right it's not it's not guaranteed the light switch isn't guaranteed you flip that thing on it doesn't mean your power's coming on yeah there's a lot of things out of like change people's perspectives yeah right thus meant them want to be more self-reliant they wanted to learn how to hunt dude it, it's not just on firearms and it's not just on firearms and ammo mm-hmm. it's on everything yes in regards to outdoors mm-hmm. so i mean the Pittman robinson those funds just don't go to uh i mean there's a there's a bucket of things that it goes to in in wildlife conservation, man. We're talking about habitat uh, yeah. restoration. We're talking about land acquisition. Dude, we yep. got a ton of BLM. Dude, BLM buys property off of this shit. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of money. All this money in a billion dollars. I know we hear, oh, $500 million goes to this on the news and $400 million and $200 million, All this shit, dude, that all adds up. A billion dollars? Mm-hmm. A billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. It is. But, bro, like... It's still a finite resource, and we yes. need as much as we can get. Yeah, right. Like, we, yeah. So, so, so this guy, I, I believe that this is where this guy's coming from, and you won't, you won't hear it. He, when I listened to the podcast where he went head to head with that other guy, Travis from uh, from Florida or whatever. Uh, I forget the name of his podcast, but I will post that. I will post that podcast if if or either that or if anyone wants to hear it after they hear this, let me know. But um. He they go head to head and and he's you can just hear him he's kind of he's kind of pedaling he's backpedaling mm-hmm. kind of trying to cover his steps I believe he's blowing smoke up our ass and I think I think that what he's doing is he's trying to say like okay instead of this being an eleven percent tax we're still going to leave that tax there and instead this other fund is going to give you eight hundred million a year and then that eleven percent is now going to go to the general right, fund right. which is going to keep growing and growing and I don't want to see that I I no. would rather pay. That eleven percent tax, uh, you know, we're not we're not getting it back. I would no. rather that money go from there, right. and then whatever that other tax is that's coming from the side, he's he can't believe that we're all up in arms against it. It's like, I believe that what it is is there's 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 too many hunters out here who are smart enough to know that this guy's blowing smoke up right. our ass. Well, dude, listen, when someone says we'll guarantee you eight hundred million dollars, well, dude, mm-hmm. in ten years, eight hundred million dollars ain't going to be eight hundred yeah. million dollars. Yeah, it, we get that base eleven percent tax fund. That whatever we spend, and you know what, dude? If we get less than six hundred millions, it is what it is. Yeah, it's still money that we're putting into the fund, yeah. right? Like it's all based on what we spend. Yeah, that's how we get the money for this. So, I, it, dude, it is, it is, uh, it's a travesty that that's coming under attack. Yeah, because that, that's that's the general funding for what we love when, right there. When we have anti hunters propose a bill or or an initiative or whatever. When they come at us, and that is like our number one 
uh, defense is that look at all the money that hunters are putting into this fund. Hunters and shooters. Right. Like, because there's, they are stating that. Shooters like, have a huge deal. Yeah, sports shooting mm-hmm. is probably the biggest one. Because yeah. like, like, just like the guy said, he said, when you go out and you're you're getting your gun uh, doped for, for hunting, you might go through 10 rounds right. before you're doped, and then you're good. And Whereas if you're going out sports shooting, right. you're going to go through two, three, four hundred rounds in a day. Yeah. So, so sports shooters, but sports shooting is a stepping stone to hunting. Correct. And and that's why we're all watching each other's back. Well, so that's that's just kind of kind of the the gist about the the return act and and you know if you, if you want to talk about this with me or whatever um you know there there's uh, I'm always I'm always I always respond to my wh- whoever messages me mm-hmm. um uh or or Brandon Brandon's I I know Brandon's well versed in this too and especially with as much as both of us talk to uh to um Charles and John from from how but um but it, it it, w- the one thing that really kind of bumps me out is only like 250 people that follow my page follow how well, like that. It's that crazy. Kinda... It, it it is a crazy thing. It's uh, <laughs> you know what it is though. You can't you can't base the metrics on that. And the reason why is no. because like on the simplest terms. Okay, mm-hmm. I think we got. I think I got like I don't know thousand followers on instagram mm-hmm. that, that page that i don't pay attention to right <laughs> i know you're terrible <laughs> i'm it? horrible yeah so like a thousand a thousand people follow that yeah. well the analytics of this podcast dude and it, the analytics are never like true uh-huh but dude like blow those numbers away oh yeah they i mean it, you know what i mean so like that's what I'm saying. You're saying, oh, only 200 and something people follow yeah. how on your Instagram page. Well, I mean, Instagram isn't the factor. It's not the end all be all. And no. I, I, having conversations with, with John, mm-hmm. he he's like more people should be on board for sure. Yeah. And, and I agree. Everybody that is in the outdoors uh, space that loves and enjoys the outdoors, right, mm-hmm. should be involved in health for wildlife. Absolutely. And, and I mean, follow them on Instagram. Go log in. I mean, dude, it's the simplest thing. They send you an email, dude. Yep. Every time you'll get an email. Yep. You click the link in the email. It sends you to the main page. You auto-populate. You're already logged in. You just hit the stay logged in button. Yeah. You go through and you you sign up. Give them the generic form. Dude, listen, believe me, those senators, they you know, these guys ain't running through their emails and reading them, every single one of them. No. They just see 50,000 emails come into their inbox and they go, oh, we're going to pull that bill. Yeah. That's how that works, man. Yeah. And th- that's exactly what happened with Scott Weiner. Dude, he, that's what, exactly. He got, he got 27,000 emails in five days. They shut him right. down. Right. He went, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? He couldn't conduct business because there were so many emails coming in. He fucking couldn't even tie the shoelaces on his roller skates. Mm. I ain't kidding you, man. Um, if you guys are not followers of How for Wildlife, I I I'm asking please, you guys. Yeah, please, please just, just check them it. out. Sign up. Do what you can because, like, like you said, like especially with as much as um, as uh, HSUS and PETA and Sierra Club, and then um, I'm gonna bash really hard. I'm gonna bash really hard on Project Coyote. Those people mm. suck. Mm. Those people absolutely mm-hmm. suck. They're the reason why we lost bobcat hunting in mm-hmm. California. If you can follow them on Facebook or follow them on on Instagram, Project Coyote, you can you'll start to see how they work, and right. you'll start to see how they like how they do this. Bef- like they want everyone to call in when they when they have these anti hunting ish- issues or whatever initiatives when when you can call in or whatever, and they t- they tell everybody what to say. So that's right. kind of what Howell started doing. 
but um but in a in a different manner but but like to see where these people are that they're they're backing their their mindset on on why coyotes should live is like you know like coyotes when when you live in town and your dog can't go in the backyard right. like that's bullshit yeah. like you, you and if Dude. you show me a dog if you show me a coyote going after this dog right here right i'm going to butcher that thing i'm going to hang it on the front on the stop sign out front of my house and and i'm going to parade that thing around for people to see to see what happens when a coyote goes after my dog. <laughs> I love smashing them. Yeah, dude. They're a fun off-season you, Dude, I'm going to bust your balls right now. Let me hear it. I'm going to bust your balls. Um, I I listen to your podcast with that guy from Tennessee, Oklahoma or whatever. Tennessee? Wherever, yes. <laughs> um, and you were talking about how you were uh, trying to film the shot. Oh, shit, you, you, yeah. you have yeah. it. You didn't. You haven't shot. Do you know how many deer are gonna die because you Listen, didn't shoot those coyotes because you were trying to film them? Yeah, I have put I'm the gonna, camera I'm, down, dude. Put the camera down, dude. I'm telling kill you, kill those fucking critters. <laughs> when you get good at killing the critters, then Listen, you start filming. God damn it, dude. They're easy. Listen, I'm Sorry. not gonna say they're easy to kill. I didn't mean to be no, mean. no. Listen, they're not easy to kill. But you can call them in, and you just got to pull the fucking trigger. And that's like, I, it was funny. I was going back and forth with one of the followers of the podcast, man. And I was like, he, he basically said, like, dude, you can't kill it unless you send it, right? And I'm mm -hmm. like, you're absolutely right. I've been saying that for fucking years. Yeah, you know? yeah like, I hear you say and, and Yeah, and, and it's funny because you're absolutely right. I was trying to put the film because I I recorded with two dudes. Dude, check it out. You put the film in front of the right, kill. Exactly, and yep. I, I recorded with two dudes that are hardcore dog smashers. Timmy Cole's a hardcore dog smasher. I, I it's funny. I want to film it and send it to these guys. I'm like, yeah, I fucking smash them too. Fuck the camera. And now Bambi's dead because dude, you wanted to film and fuck the, the camera. That's it. I'm not. Dude, I got a. I got, no I got a. I got a coyote with my bow, dude. That that's that is a, a rush. That's an accomplishment. Um, I took. I took Timmy out like I, I didn't take him out. We we met up because everyone knows that like you know probably the two biggest coyote smashers in San Diego are Timmy and and Johnny. Um, uh, met up with Timmy after Bruce's dog got attacked by a coyote, mm -hmm. and so we decided to start Whack a Dog Wednesdays. Yeah, and uh, so we met up in Laguna, where kind of close to where Bruce's dog got attacked, and um, we we did a couple of different calls, and then the last call we did. Um, you know, we, we did, we probably did, did about an eight mile loop. The last one we did, um, Timmy had, had a dog come in to a, I want to say it was about 25 yards, but it came in hot and, and, you know, bow hunting yeah. a coyote is not easy. No, it's not. And you have to, you have to like have your shit. Like the, the one I got, it was me and my buddy and a group of dogs came in and I told him to go to full draw. And he did, and I was ranging, and then I had we had one right at sixty, and he sent it, and the dog sat right there, and I was just watching this arrow about to just like plunge him, and right as the arrow got close to him, he just turned, yeah. and it was gone, and then the next group of dogs came in. I told him, "All right, your turn," and I went to full draw, and it stopped at forty-five yards, and I'm sitting there, and he called out forty-five, and it just took about a second out, and and, the, and it it was fully broadside, and it turned. Started to go, and he when he was broadside, he just turned in perfect quartering away shot oh, and dude. just drilled him, zipped right through him. Yeah, and the, and I was just like, well, that's how you're supposed to yeah. hunt coyotes with yeah. a bow. Yeah, like so. Me and Timmy went up, and we kind of like were ten feet apart. He was facing one way, I was the other. And you, you got to have yeah. somebody ranging dude. for you when you're when you're bow hunting coyotes because yeah, they're yeah. so. And and um, 
when that coyote came in and he went to full draw and he was trying to and it, he never go to shop but when we drove away from there he was like a he was like a kid like their first time at Disneyland mm-hmm. he was just so giddy he's like I've never I've never coyote hunting with a rifle again that oh, was so bad loving it uh, yeah but Dude, I th- I think he's probably probably dropped about 10 coyotes since with a rifle <laughs> Dude, I I I love shotgunning them mm. shotgunning dogs are fun a rifle like listen I was talking shit. I mean, me and Case from On Stand Videos, like, recorded with that guy. Right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I told that guy, I was like, dude, I think I got, like, eight dogs that left. Like, I didn't kill <laughs> trying to get them on fucking camera. And he's like, really? I'm like, I yeah. can't even look at you right I know, now. Dude. Just go look outside. Well, they're, listen, they're look ur- at that beautiful quad outside. <laughs> and they're like, urban dogs. Ready to Anyways, hunt. <laughs> bro, I ain't kidding you. Like, I think it's, like, eight dogs that got away. Oh. And, and I'm just like... Oh man, that hurts! And like, screw this camera shit. Yeah. Like, no more. What am I Absolutely. trying to film it for? Like, just so I can send it to Case and Ross, you know? Like, yeah. I like screw it. No more, man. Like, I'll send a picture of a dead dog instead of like trying to get the kill. Me and Brian, hot oh, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking sh- goose load, Brian. You know, like we've had fucking rodeos with dogs with shotguns. Like, it ain't even funny, man. Like, I don't know how it happens that way. Like. Every time I go with that guy, we smash a dog, mm-hmm. and it and like generally speaking, you're supposed to fucking shoot it once. You know. So anyway, so Brian's throwing short. goose loads, and you're throwing down suppressing fire, and Dude, it's just like yeah, it's it's insane. Anyways, they always turn into rodeos and whatever. We're putting well, them down though, dude. That's all that matters. Well, th- this year I tell you what, we're probably gonna get footage. Uh, I made the mistake of showing showing Johnny. Uh, um, so I have. a me and my dad bought a, the Barrett 50 caliber yeah. years ago. We own it legally. It's yeah. registered to us. We we registered it to us before they were illegal to buy or mm-hmm. before they got on the Yeah, it's legal. Yeah. yeah. So um we wanna we wanna tap out a coyote with Go a tap 50. one, dude. <laughs> See what happens. Make sure you film it. <laughs> that's what that's our goal. You gotta film it, dude. <laughs> I got a ton of camera shit. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I, I, it's just that, that it is mutual what it hatred is. for coyotes. Well, listen, man, we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. It was a good podcast. Um, real quick to the listeners, if you're not following uh, How for Wildlife, man, you guys got to do it. Go check them out, howforwildlife.org. Yep. Follow them on Instagram. Follow yeah. Travis. I think Howell, Howell underscore org is their, is their uh, Instagram. Is that what it is? Yeah. You can't just type in like. For a while, like, I, I'm pretty sure if you put Howell, that's coming. That's the first, first thing coming one. up. Either way, so, make yeah. sure you check them out. Do your part. If you, if you're in the outdoors, that you know, participating and enjoying it and hunting and fishing, man, this is an avenue for all of us to stick together. It's easy. It's simple. Just get after it. It helps us all out, right? Um, other than that, dude, you got anything, man? Um, I don't know. Still kind of coming down after listening to the last one with uh, Chatterpillar. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? dude, oh man. Woo! Dude, uh, that guy's great dude that guy had me so riled was, up like I, dude i i couldn't stop like, we got drunk dude we got drunk he, uh, it, was, and it was fun listening dude it that was, was great that we guy's just, a fucking character i just felt like i cussed way too much well we we're just slamming beer too we had like an 18 pack in each of us dude it was bad well <laughs> anyways it was bad it was <laughs> great was, good, was good time one. though chad's awesome um, he'll be back on for sure yeah so um i don't know dude uh i know I'll, i'm still gonna be setting archery shoots around the around Let's do it uh, San Diego and just um, just promoting deer hunting ethical ethical hunting habits like you know if you're a bow hunter you need to shoot as much as you can like especially before season um, 
I always tell everybody uh, you should you need to shoot all year because when it gets close to hunting season, it always seems to get work work yep. and life gets seems to get busy, and then you got to rely on yep. what you were doing previously, like you know the couple months ago, and like that actually happened to me where like the, you know I for almost three weeks I didn't get to shoot my bow in the mm-hmm. last in the last month and a half. But I went out just the other day, and I, you know, I've been shooting every day that I could, and and just drilling. Good. So, um, so you know, just just stuff like that, and like go to the three D shoots that we're setting up, dude. Mm-hmm. They're fun as shit. They really, they really are good practice for yeah. hunting. Um, if you've never done one, just go. Like, no, it's not like a serious competition right. for most people. And there's a couple of knuckleheads that show up wearing yeah. jerseys, and they're they're all you know gung ho want to mm-hmm. want to be first place break but everybody every, off yeah yeah but everybody else is having fun Absolutely. and um and then uh yeah just uh everybody have a good season good luck to everybody yep um i i hope to see a lot of guys uh you know filling their tags and and getting meat in the freezer and yeah. and uh yeah sharing some recipes right i love it when people are posting their their uh venison steaks or, or you know if they're out of steak venison right. or elk or whatever so right on dude and, well listen man we appreciate it thanks coming on talking to the buddies oh yeah dude let's Super finish these fun. beers 100 uh, 100 and episode 120 120 right now i think that's so yeah. rad it's awesome all right dude listen man hey if you guys don't follow travis follow him san diego muleys if you don't follow us and you san- listen to the podcast san diego underscore muleys there you go yep. at san diego underscore muleys at ridge ridge outdoors podcast we're out of here